What? <laughs> okay, what was that? I can play that game. Hang on, let me see. I can do. I think I can do this. I'm not really set up for this. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome to Roderick on the Line, where John has video on, and I think I do now too. Oh no, we've never done this. Oh wow, look at you. We look so, okay. I'm gonna screen grab this because we look you, real different. You look so like beautiful. you're in witness protection. <laughs> <laughs> you got to see this mustache. We got to turn this off because this will be so distracting. Hang on. Look at this mustache. No, I can see it. It's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's been, um, it's been broadly encouraged. Oh, good. Well, I'm, I, I, I was it. against it. I was against it. No, no, no. It's a whole thing. It's all, it transforms you. Huh? Huh? Um, don't you think, don't you think it transforms? No, you? I'm sorry. I'm so fucking distracted by this. Um, do, do, okay. Here's my, here's the thing, John, this is the show. I think we yeah. should turn off the video. Really? This is but how long have we been doing this show? 10, 12, 14 years? I've never seen your face before. I would need scientific notation. Um, you've seen my face. You've you've seen me in my underwear. Yeah. Um yeah. not on the show. No. I'm just wearing sweatpants today. Um the problem is I don't know if this is recording as as video. Uh oh, I hope it's not recording as video. What do I look like? I have no sense of what I how I appear. Um, I'm not a I think I got a big coffee there. Um, I'm not a cinematographer. I think you might be described as slightly backlit. Oh, there you go. There's a big shot of light. Look, yeah, you got a real, um, oh, I don't know. Shakespearean quality. Oh yeah. <laughs> not, no, you're not quite a King Lear. Um, no. but you're definitely somebody who probably gets hanged in uh, Henry V. Oh, you, do you Henry like my, do you like my mic stand? Was that, was that, you said your tummy? Yeah. It's not tough on your neck to do that. No, I just, it's not touching my neck at all. I just put it on my tummy do, and it's you, basically face, it's just pointing up. This is tremendous. Okay. I, I Huh. I wonder hmm. if this is recording. It's got, well, but who would watch it? Patreon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dig it. Um, my suggestion would be that we turn off this gruesome video. Yeah. And, and then plan. Oh, and, I see. And, and we could do that, and we could—I I could test it on my own. This is all inside baseball stuff. But whatever's in the show is in the show. What do you think of my um, Elephant Six Records? It's a great shirt. shirt. It's you a know, great, great shirt. I'm pretty sure it was personally packed by either the one of the guys from Olivia Tremor Control or maybe his wife. I—I <laughs> I noticed it right away. I noticed the shirt right away. I had one of these. Is that uh, just to uh, just to clarify? Yeah. Up above you, in uh, behind you, is that a mirror that lets you see around corners on the on the on the ceiling? Okay, I thought we we're going to turn this off, but listen, <laughs> this is radio, radio is the theater of the mind. If this is recording video, which I'm pretty sure it's not, I'll put it up. Um, it's a very good question. First of all, I need to say that this is I'm using the camera inside of my my computer monitor, and mm. it moves when I move. Oh, whoa! What is yeah. that? It's a robot. I know. How do it know? How Let me try standing up and see if I can get it. So what you have behind me is what's called a hair light. Oh. I can turn it on using my stream deck. Hang on. Stand by. Yeah, turn it on using your stream deck. Oh. And I have, I have, have lights all around me. Uh, oh. Because, you know, sometimes I have to do video stuff. Oh, now you get a look at this mustache. Hang on. Let me get really good in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh. Oh, it's so good. I, oh, it retains mustache. moisture in a way that I'm not entirely comfortable with. You know, there's wonderful pictures of you back when you were in the new college and you were living in a New York City subway station, and you yeah, had those. I remember that. You had that wonderful mustache then. You know that uh, that Dread Pirate Roberts mustache, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
how did you not wear it the whole time? Um, well, you talked, if memory serves, last time we recorded, you talked about how you had a mustache that like wouldn't join in the middle. See, yeah. I now, now for example, our, our listeners, thank you for listening, are not going to be able to see that I held my index finger over where I imagine John's mustache didn't close up. You did, but it, but I was there. I mean, That's the true. problem is these are new glasses and they're uh, progress, progressive lenses. Oh, I'm going to write that down. I, 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 that. I, I just got them and I have no idea where to look. Oh, oh, because you're blurry if I move my head out like this or that, but like right in the middle, it's very sharp. My progressive lens glasses that I've had for probably three or four years, uh, long story short, I, they're, they're, I damage them and I can't use them, so I can't really see. Yeah. I have them. I would be happy to give you some of my personal pro tips on how to do that. You're talking oh, yeah. about up here because you're the kind of broken that, regrettably, I am. You have, maybe have trouble seeing at a distance, but you also have trouble seeing up close. <laughs> That's right. And there's not like one Mr. Magoo list that you can put on like an astronaut. So you've got up here in the scene, people aren't Yeah, I know. You're this. waving your hands around in the air. We're not, aren't I animated? Yes, you This are. could be very amusing. Now, up it here at be. this level, it's helping me see far away. Down here, it's helping me see up close. And in between is a kind of a DMZ and no man's land. Yeah, but I, what, I didn't, what I didn't expect is that the peripheral vision is so affected. Like, if I, turn mm. my eye, if I turn my eyes without turning my head, I have no idea what I'm looking at. It's just... Oh, it's just, I, that reminds me a little bit of what it was like to just very first get glasses. Like, when I was a little kid, I put on my dad's glasses. My dad had really bad vision. And I put on his incredibly strong glasses. And usually, with memory serves, the floor looked very far away. And yeah. Everything, like, literally, like Coke bottle. Like, everything was so distorted. Uh, I found I had that happen at first, bless you. But I, but what happened with these is here's what you got to get used to. And, and my lady friend could never get used to this. Let's say you've got, for just for the sake of argument, some McDonald's hash browns, and you oh, want to. I would never have those. Yeah, but the, that, the, but they're beautiful. So like, but if it's far away, I can go. Hey, look at that. That there is a golden arch. I got no problem with that. But I go like this, and now here's the key. You'll notice I'm bringing this down, and what will happen is there's one. At least on mine, I can't speak for yours. I'm not an optometrist. On mine, there was exactly one spot where I knew I hold it, and that would be in perfect focus. Yeah, 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 right. But so pop, you, you yeah. figure out where that is. Well, you learn, and it becomes yeah. it becomes almost like how you know you give a monkey a rake, and and eventually it starts to uh, have a sensory input of of the end of the rake, even though a rake is not part of monkey. And then it makes a Japanese garden. Hi, hi. Hang on. This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash supertrain. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website and engage with your audience and sell anything, whether it's your products, the content that you create, uh, even your own time. Uh, so much you can do with Squarespace. You can create a community on your very own Squarespace site with a fully integrated commenting system that supports threaded comments, replies, and likes. And you can use Squarespace's powerful blogging tools to categorize, share, and schedule your posts. All Squarespace sites are optimized for mobile, so they look great right out of the box. Uh, your, your content will automatically adjust to whatever template you choose. Uh, your site looks great on any device or dingus. And maybe you want to save time on cross-posting. Well, you can. It's built right in because Squarespace can auto-post your stuff to Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, uh, personal or brand pages. All post entries and images are optimized and tagged, so descriptions and titles will be correct 
wherever you are posting. I'm a big fan of Squarespace, and, uh, and you're using Squarespace right now because that, of course, is where we host the Roderick on the Line podcast. Uh, they've been great to me, and they're going to be great to you. So head on over to squarespace.com slash supertrain. Get yourself a free trial with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use our very special offer code SUPERTRAIN. That's going to save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Once again, squarespace.com slash SUPERTRAIN. Offer code SUPERTRAIN for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. Should I should I expand this? What I wanted to do was make you, the picture of you medium-sized, but it appears to only want it to be either small-sized or... I can, oh, Whoa. Oh, hang on. I can let me see if I can. I haven't oh. used this feature very much. I'm turning off center stage. Well, I could turn on portrait so I can be fuzzy in the background. That's probably not as fun. Oh no, that's not as fun. Right, I okay. want to see uh, Wilberforce back there. Oh, know, I'd be happy I to give you a tour. I'd be happy to give you a tour of the whole place. God damn it! If we don't have video of this, I'm going to be so mad. And now I'm just going to go look. John, this, this is so disruptive. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry. You're sorry. You, you're no. the one who fucked it up. That's right. I'm not sorry. I didn't. I didn't. The, here's the thing. I didn't touch a single button. Yeah. You called, and I was That's my the, problem. I was in the middle of texting Chris, and I and the phone was ringing. <coughs> oh dear. Excuse me. I have a little cold. The phone was ringing, and I said to myself, "I'm just going to finish this this text to Chris. Okay. I'm going to just say." You say Chris Ballou, you, you moved your tummy mic, right? When you, was that Chris Ballou you were talking about? Chris Ballou, uh, uh-huh. today is uh, President's Day. Uh-huh. And uh, on every President's Day, <laughs> I send out a text to all the members of the Presidents of the United States of America. Even Jason. Saying, <laughs> saying even Jason. And including all past and former. So Dave Dieterer and Mike Musburger, who used to be their drum tech. And I say, I say happy, uh-huh. happy Pusa Day to everybody. Aww. And then it's an opportunity for us all to celebrate. Oh, you know, John, the, that's so wise. I used yeah. to do a thing where I would try and um, keep in touch. If there were people who were important in my life, I try to keep in touch with them usually every like six weeks. Like the same way you get a haircut, I would try and like schedule some kind of interaction every six weeks just to make sure I never got to. And I abandoned that after like a probably 12 weeks. Yeah, it's hard. It's a lot of work. It's a lot to keep track of. That's nice of you to do that. We were talking about not a surf last night. Yesterday. Yeah. Who? Who's we? Oh, just the family. We were driving. Oh, yeah. uh, we were driving to the mall uh, to you know to get some Nintendo uh, Switch products and um, and uh, yeah. No, wait, you know I'm not going to talk about Daniel Larco, but but he he, he he's he's got he's rocking quite a look right now. It, what isn't it? just the same look he's always had. Yeah, but now he's like, did you know he's younger than me? No, really. No, he's actually 51. I didn't know that. Now, my people from Kentucky would say about this is with all due respect. He's from I want to say Spain. He is from well, he is from Spain, but he grew up. Uh, he grew up in uh, on that island that is half Haiti, half Dominican Republic, because his father was the Spanish ambassador to the Dominican Republic in the in the whenevers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. I just made the exploding brain emoji thing with my fingers. You did. Yeah, so, his dad was the ambassador, and so he grew up. Well, yeah, living in some ambassadorial home. He's yeah. a fancy boy. You don't get hair like that by accident. Yeah. Um, let's turn I don't have a computer oh, that oh, follows sorry. me around oh, as, I, okay. as I move, and I really wish I did. Where do, where do you get one of those? Oh, you can get one over the place. You can go to our mall if you want. Um, yeah. We can go to UCSF and pick one up, use my wife's uh, discount. Considering we've never done this, when, but you have a room full of lights, backlights and stuff, when do you do this? Um, 
What I mean, shows? Do, what shows do you for, do? Video? Forgive my asking you a question. I find myself asking my family three times a week. Do you care? Well, I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, interested. sometimes I do video things for. Oh God! Now you're back late again. We've got to turn this off because no one can see this. No, no, no. It's the problem is I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Oh like, shit! Are you into it now? Well, no. It's just Fuck. that my computer is sitting on my tummy, and so it's giving. It's broadcasting like my underbeard. Well, that's okay. This is not for anybody but me. Oh, okay. But still, you're you always like to be a good host. Um. Uh, what, wait, what, what video? You? What video content do you make on the reg? Well, during the. Uh, the, the COVID times, we had kind of brought back You Look Nice today um, oh. with with two changes. One was we were recording it via Zoom, I guess. Well, and the, other guys, the other guys both died, right? Who did, mm-hmm. who did you replace them with? Oh, uh, we, got, uh, <laughs> we got we got sandwich, sandwich Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have sandwich anymore. We got Sandwich Joe Dorito. Uh-huh. I didn't, even get the, I didn't even get the Three Stooges joke right. <laughs> Curly Joe Dorita. God damn it. Curly Joe Dorita. But Sandwich Dorito, Dorito I'm going to write that down. That's pretty good. Um, the three of us would record it, and the idea was that we would do it with video and that it would be less actively edited and would be edited by somebody that's not Adam. Because yeah. Adam's big, big, uh, big businessman. He's, bu- he's busy. He's a busy yeah, guy. Yeah, so it's fun. We do some fun stuff. And then, you know, here's how I am, John, is I like projects. And I sometimes get real into something that I don't, I absolutely don't need to get into. And at one point I got really into the video setup. So I got a really nice camera, like as in like a pro quality video camera. Is that, that what, but that's not what's pointing at you right now. Sh- shit, no. It's in a box. Um, <laughs> also, you know, you know, it's got a lot of new microphones that weren't, you know, oh, what I want. Beautiful. Oh, this that's is a beautiful, beautiful mic. Microphone. Yeah, it's really noisy. Um, but, uh, and that's what we did. But yeah, and then sometimes I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to talk to my shrink. I got a lot of inspiration from my shrink who has a Blackmagic camera. Like I got a 6K Blackmagic camera and he's got a really nice setup. Like and a Blackmagic woman. Mm-hmm. Speaking mm-hmm. of which, I saw you favorited a tweet about Journey last night. Mm-hmm. I did. Don't you feel kind of bad for Greg Raleigh? I don't know. How to, how, it's hard to, I've got a list of people that I feel bad for and I don't know uh, where. I don't know. You don't know I, where it is. I don't know where it is. Yeah, it's right around here somewhere. I mean, I don't lose sleep over it. But, you know, he's the guy who sang, if memory serves, he's the guy who sang Black Magic Woman in the band Santana. Yes. Got a Black Magic Woman. Boo-boo-boo-boo-boo. And then, but then, 1978 rolls along, and they're like, oh, hey, there's this new guy who's coming to practice. It's going to be whatever. And he's like, Oh, it's this kid. This kid, uh, I don't know, I think his name's Steve Perry or whatever. Yeah, this young guy. And then, and then he gets up there on his keyboard and he goes, I open my eyes, do a new kind of way. And then, but then, someone's to be there, standing by the lane. And you're like, holy shit. And Greg Rowley's just like, it's like watching Donovan watch Bob Dylan. Well, you know, it's like the it's like uh, Steve uh, Steve the guitar player Steve Steve the guitar player of uh, Def uh, Def Leppard, who uh, who Steve, was Steve Steve uh, Colin Colin? No, that's the other guy. Phil Colin. Phil Colin. Two L's and, and an E, and he had uh, uh, three um, humbuckers on a flying V. Three. Well, he was you know uh, Phil Colin. Didn't he have? He had a Explorer. Was oh Explorer? Sorry. Explorer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. That's but him, right? Steve, Steve was the was the uh, he he was originally the lead guitar player oh. of Def Leppard, and then Phil Steve. Collin came in, and then he took all the leads, and then Steve was just 
He was just Colin was like like young, kind of blonde, handsome guy. You're right, Explorer. I'm sorry, I'm confusing my um handsome. He's kind of balding, but yeah. He had that uh, woman wife calls a hipster comb over. Hipster comb over. Yeah, we have a mutual acquaintance here in town who has a hipster comb over. Um, Knowingly, or is it somebody that you want to stage an intervention? I don't get out as much as I'd like. <clears throat> no, wait a minute, that's false. You don't get out as much as you used to, which is exactly as much as I would like. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> coffee's coming back on you. I John. took a COVID test. Good, John. John, uh, you've seen some mm-hmm. listeners know, and I'm. This was not my idea. Okay. No, no, no. To do this in video, um, I, John took either. the microphone off of his abdomen, yeah. and turned to his left and went kaha kaha kaha. And but I pointed the mic to the right. That's because you got good mic skills. Yeah, I got mic skills. Is that the proximity effect, John? Is that what that is? Uh, no, the proximity effect. Oh, the is proximity a, effect. The is permanent, proximity effect is a different uh-huh. thing. Yeah. Uh, is that also that, the name of a not a surf album? It's a not a surf record. Surf. Yeah, hyper, right. hi, hyperspace is on that one. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sorry, <laughs> sorry Syracuse. Hands do, up, do, who thinks it's now? Do you remember when somebody somebody actually made us years ago, somebody made made me a cough button, and they sent it to me in the mail. <laughs> it just like, generates hey, coughs. Hey, here you go. <laughs> yeah, it just had a, it had a, like a, like a loop of all of my best coughs. <laughs> that's like and, buying your girlfriend a vagina well what an I, odd gift i was like well but now you know now it's going to affect my signal chain oh shit yeah and so i ended up yeah i got some i think i've got some circles in my mic cables because sometimes i pick up uh phone signals so i probably need to redo oh. all of that but i don't like to touch anything john because you know if it works mostly it's better than it not working yeah it's it's probably 62 cycle hum Maybe 60. Did you say 60, 60, 62? 62, 63 cycle hum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Syracuse and, is going to like that too. So you want to just want to leave? Just, is this a pilot program? We're just going to try this one, even though I can promise you our listeners will not be able to see this. You think we can get through this? It's, video it's, on. it's very, very unusual. I mean, it's, it, it is nice to see you, but, but I also, I because of my confusing. new bifocals, I'm, yeah. like, I'm not sure where to look. Normally, I don't look at anything. You look really wise. Oh, thank you. You look like, you look, uh, well, I mean, obviously, you have played a Wes Anderson-style character in a December's video, but you do kind of look like you might be in the Royal Tenenbaums a little bit. It's good. I think that that's where it's going to end up for me. I'm going to end up being... Do you have like a certain character you're angling for? Angelica Houston... Um, is there somebody you'd like to be in, uh, in the, in the gritty Royal Tenenbaums reboot? Yeah. Royal Tenenbaum. There's, there's, there's no other job for me. The titular Royal Tenenbaum. Yeah. Who, who, who else am I going to be except for the, except for the you chain could be Martin's, Well, you could be Martin Starr, or I right. think the character you were meant to look like a little bit in the video, the Bill Murray, Oliver Sacks character. Right, 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 right. i I, you know, when that movie came out. Sean Nelson and I went to see it and he said, Royal Tenenbaum is basically your father. And it had not occurred to me because we didn't live in New York and we didn't, we weren't that fancy, but uh, it's not entirely wrong. And I kind of am sort of ready to, ready to be that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm about that bad. Right. Wouldn't you say? 
Um, I'm thinking about it because I'm trying to take away the sort of like, okay, like if you had to, what's the, as I say in, you know, the, the business, what's the log line for this movie? And like, what's the, if you had to like distill this down to what happens in this movie, in this case, if we do that for this character, you're going to go, oh, he's this guy, he's duplicitous, he can't be trusted, he's kind of a con man, he's very self-involved. But, you know, there's also just a certain kind of dad from a certain time who was not around all the time. Right. Or maybe like certainly emotionally. I remember I, I, in college first hearing that phrase emotionally unavailable, which at the time I thought was a little fruity. But now I love it. Like, I, I don't love it, but I, I think it's meaningful. And I think your dad, it sounds like, is from an, uh, an age of ambitious men who had the reasons for doing things. And, and I think Gene Hackman had that, too, probably. I don't know. What do you think? I don't think you're, I, mean, I don't know if you're awful. I don't want to know if you're awful. I've had it with knowing about people and their awfulness. Me too. Thank God. I'm not you a penis lawyer. You, know? you said Move it. On. I'm tired of hearing about other people's awfulness. Tired of it. What do you want me, what, no, what want me to do? You know? I'm not awful. No, I'm amazing. But, yeah, that's but true. the thing about emotional unavailable, uh, and I, I almost said the thing about emotional unavailability, but then that would endorse it. So I, so I stopped and I said, the thing about emotional unavailable, because uh-huh. I wanted to pull back on it. Hell, yeah. you kind of want to change your thesis statement. Yeah. Is, uh, is that, that's right. You get, you, that's what the wonderful thing about typewriters, you get halfway through a mm-hmm. sentence and you can't, what the, what are you, who's your example are okay. you thinking? Okay. My God. This is another reason we don't shoot video is this, so you cannot see Merlin drinking iced tea out of a one, a one liter beaker. Uh, uh, yeah, or a thousand milliliters, as it says there, the Pyrex. Precisely. But it is the wrong iced tea, and that looks like an Arnold Palmer, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> mm. No, it's got lime juice. Oh, I also, see. it's it's a little cloudy because it's from Friday. It's cloudy, and that that really amifies the. This is a sample uh, taken from. This is a sample. Oh, of, oh no, that, for, for a man who's not well. This is a sample that that's part of an autopsy. Susie, rush this to the lab. <laughs> we put a hose into his abdomen, and this is what came out. It smells like a downtown theater. Mock Schnell. Um, but no, the thing about emotional unavail- unavailable is, I, are you are you emotionally available? Um, see, that's going to be a tough question to ask me because I will answer it. Um, my my problem is, as I've realized in my journey, is that uh, suddenly I'm talking like Kenneth on Thirty Rock. Mm-hmm. The cooker <laughs> has a water bug on it. Uh, I, uh, I don't think I'm emotionally unavailable. I think sometimes I have, uh, what I would call, that's it. I, I have called this the wrong emotion and inappropriate emotion. I think sometimes there's a disconnect between what's happening uh, up on my mind grapes and then like what's actually happening and how I act with people. No, I don't think I'm emotionally unavailable. I think of all of my things that are terrible about me, I think I, I hope I'm emotionally available. I can be very effusive with people. I don't think I'm withholding. That's an old, old jab. No, I don't think I am, but there's a lot of dads who are like that, because it's dads all the way down. I mean, that's a joke. We're making a, you know, what, a Richard Feynman joke there? But there really is this whole thing of, like, kids and boys and their dads and the dads and the dads, and it's just this, it's all just, like, it's all just, like, such tragedy. I don't think I am, but, like, I'm probably more, I wish I was more of a rock sometimes, but then (laughs) the truth is I like how I am, which I know you're not supposed to say, but I do. I think you're supposed to say that. Why would you say you weren't supposed to say that? That's lovely. I like who I am. Is that is that considered a humble brag? 
No, God, I could, is there a, is there a higher aspiration that any of us could have? I mean, I don't like, like how I am. Oh, right, 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 right. But I like how I am. But I like, I like who I, do you like I mean, if I could are? go, if I could be like Lily Tomlin and punch in some different quarter inch jacks into different holes and have different people, you know, through to the president, I would do that. But I can't. Yeah. I mean, this is what I've got. I'm just as God made me, sir. The thing about a, a, emotional unavailable is there's the when, when, when you're done with that is that does that become a, a hyphenated like an adjective the thing with no it's a noun isn't it yeah emotional unavailable uh, emotional unavailable there's no comma or not even applied comma no okay oh you could put a hyphen emotional unavailable okay it's you know like uh, like Howley Smoot wait I know that go oh wait it's there get is there it, uh, 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 is it is that, is that Ferris Bueller is that um um, Smoot, that's an act about business, right? Okay, all right, good. Am I there? Good, you're Smoot, very Smoot, close. Smoot Holly. Smoot Holly. There you go. Uh, Laffer Curve. The Laffer Curve. Something do? <laughs> ah, mm. hmm. um, I'm really sorry, I, Syracuse. I can't, can't I should have. see the actual shot of you expelling your sputum across the studio. <laughs> I should have uh, I should have uh, moved the microphone on that one, but oh, that's okay. No, but but so so my question is always, and I don't know if your dad. If you could bring it back to your point, though, I don't know if that your dad was like that. I mean, Gene Hackman he's a, he's a character in a movie. I wouldn't draw too much from it, but but like I do think that, and this is, and I don't want to get into a thing here, especially when we're looking at each other. But mm. but more like a, a theme that's become very, I don't know, unavoidable for you is this whole thing of like what we talk about, what we can't talk about, and all those kinds of things. And I honestly, one of the things that I find a bummer is that um, when I try and tell you a tell somebody a story from the 1970s or the 1980s, and I say, and here's the word we would have used for that, it sounds like I'm committing some kind of contemporaneous hate crime. It's like, no, what I'm saying is like I would never say that now because I've grown. But in order for, and I don't, it's not important for you to know that I've grown, but it is important for you to know that change has happened in the world. And for me to use a different word than the word that was used, let's say the way that my family would refer to the guy who was pumping their gas in the early 1970s, it was not a pretty word because that's the word everybody in my family used to talk about that kind of person. And for me to say, you know, uh, whatever fully inhabited vomine of color is not what that, well, not what we would have said. And that was the problem. I'm trying to point out what the problem was, but I can't tell you that was a problem. If I'm only allowed to say what you think is acceptable in the first quarter of 2023, yeah, it bumps me out. Well, it it does me too, and I feel like the tide is turning, and that's maybe that's maybe a I don't know whether that's a conversation or not, but I do feel like, and I, I, we've all been saying this for years. This can't the center can't hold, and I do feel mm. like something's <laughs> changing right now, and there and everybody's mad, and yeah. that's you know that's wonderful, but. Also, but, Twitter's not as good as it used to be. Hey, you know, I actually got that worse too. over the weekend. Yeah, I noticed. That. I, I don't I, know if you noticed this. Twitter actually yeah. somehow got worse over the weekend. Yeah, it really does feel like you're on a bobsled and everyone's facing backwards. Well, it sounds like it's, it's stopped being a circle jerk, and it's just turned into putting up flyers for a circle jerk. Yeah, flyers for a circle jerk. I want to write that down. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but so, I was, so I was just trying to say that's, that's emotional all. unavailable. What? My problem with it over the last, let's say, 30 years is that I don't know – there's the emotional unavailable that you feel you might be, that you're working on, that you're trying to 
change. You're trying to be, and when I say you, I mean me, mm-hmm. trying to be more available because you've heard yourself described as emotionally unavailable by others. And you go, oh, am I? I didn't. That's not a thing that you feel. It's a thing that you recognize because somebody else says it enough times that you're like, what does that mean? Emotionally so eventually unavailable. maybe you get a little bit like annoyed or sensitive about it. Well, and then you try to figure it out. You try to figure out what are they talking about? What does that mean? Emotionally unavailable. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm here in the room like everybody else. Like if you say things to me, uh, I respond. If I, mm. if you cut me, do, do, do I not, not bleed? Precisely so. And, uh, and so then you think like, oh, well, okay, so enough people say it and the tone of voice they use when they say it means that this is something that they want me to work on. Is this something I should want to work on about myself? Well, well and it's like the way I would put it is that it's, it, the, the, it sounds like they're saying this is the way that you need to speak or by extension, I guess, think. But what they're, I feel like sometimes what they're really saying is this is how I need to hear you. Like I, this is how you need to present yourself it's like I have this set of I have this little pamphlet I'm going to hand you of all the ways that you have to claim the world works, and excuse me, in order to in order for us to 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 go back and forth with each other. But the other problem is that emotional available is that for a lot of men, um, I feel whether they realize it or not, the default emotion tends to be anger. So that emotion is frequently very available. What what what's difficult for everybody, including dads and current people, real people, is that is that resisting the urge to put yourself at the center of everything that's happening at any given time. And if we sit with that for a minute, then that becomes a way of also understanding, oh, that's why you keep telling me that you're an introvert and here's how, here's how to care and feed for you. Here's how you tell me that what I'm doing is regressive in your estimation and that here's how I need to speak and all these things. But if you, uh, maybe it sounds cynical, but the line that runs through almost all of those things almost all the time is an inability to notice, let alone resist the impulse to put yourself at the center of every single exchange. (coughs) For me, it was always, it always was levied as a critique of my performance as a companion, right? Like, uh, as a, as a uh, boyfriend, as a lover, as a friend, as a, as a family member, as a, as, a, as a bandmate? Well, no, because... But more, I, more with romantic partners. Yeah, I don't think um, a man has ever told me I was emotionally unavailable. Um, but then again, you know, among my friends, like I've, I've, had, uh, I've had problems. I've had serious issues that have plagued me for 10 years that even my closest friends don't know about because I wouldn't... That's, mm. not, what, that's mm. not what you do. You don't tell your <laughs> no. friends that stuff. You think Royal Tenenbaum uh, would do that? Yeah, what the hell are you gonna gonna go no, out? That, to, that should be a little rub for bracelet. What would Royal Tenenbaum do? You know, hang out yeah. with your friends. Hey, how's it going? Uh-huh. Oh man, some really bad stuff. It's been really plaguing my heart. Oh, dude, tell me more. No, yeah, it's, it's actually. I'm so glad you asked. It's actually been really, really bad, and I can't keep it in anymore. <laughs> no. Ooh, jeez, look at that. Cranny, no, I gotta. There's one correct answer to how's it going. Great, dude. How are you going? <laughs> fine. Anyway, fine let's is do, the yeah, fine. <laughs> fine. Let's do whatever it is we're here to do. Yeah. But so, but I did, you know, because as you know, I like to, I like to imagine that I'm at fault for everything. And, um, so when somebody over the years would say, oh, well, your problem is you're emotionally unavailable. It seemed like they were handing me the keys to like, oh, here's how I, here's, this might solve your problem if you just became emotionally available. And I've tried, I've tried, I've spent decades 
trying to a figure out what that means and b figure out if it applies right right and 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 all the stuff that you were just talking about about our society and civilization right now um is all about other people diagnosing each other people constantly diagnosing each other you know what your problem is yeah it's it's a kind of it's a, the the new pastime in america is binning like figuring out what bin you go in and what wow. that says about you right and but for me as a person that's that has wanted to get better there's also like what you're doing inside and i continue to be told that i'm emotionally unavailable by people but i've spent 30 years thinking about it and i don't think i am i i think i was but i think i've done a lot uh on that subject and when i hear somebody tell me i'm emotionally unavailable now what i hear is them saying something about themselves mm. uh, i i i i try not to do that because it's really just inverting the same problem and yet it's difficult to avoid sometimes is is that like well you've got you know, sometimes one meets people in life where I don't could say that they have a they have a hammer and everything's in a, a nail, but they do have a preference for hammers. And like, I would prefer to turn this into, well, I'll put it in Merlin's words. I would rather, I, hey, I'm 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 uh, Mr. Dude out here, and I want to turn this into a thing. That's the thing that I like to be. Let's be honest, angry with people about, or yeah. I like to be. You know what I mean? So it, it is kind of it is not hypocritical exactly, but it's a little bit ironic. How often it turns into, well, let me stop you there and just tell you how you actually are and why that's a problem. I have a friend. I went to dinner with her the other night, and she works at Harborview, which is a level four trauma center. And she works there in a capacity as like a trauma triage person. And as you can imagine, like if you are a sex worker, you develop a certain uh, idea about <laughs> about men and sexuality if you are a trauma input person at a at a trauma center you definitely get a worldview mm. that um because you have that job it kind of <clears throat> it kind of trumps other people's worldview if you're in the game of trumping other people's worldview right and which is mm. a, again another hey, well, thing anybody that we who has a, a job where you meet you will sometime this week and probably today you will encounter somebody having the worst day of their life and at the very least you're expected to help them or you're expected to like make up for the fact that they think it's your fault. And I'm no fan of cops, but a lot of cops do have to meet somebody on their worst day and then like, you know, well, you know, and they're mad because they got arrested or whatever. But you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it, th th this goes for United customer service, which I'm not sure is even a thing. But you know what I mean? All those they're different kinds right of now. things. They, of course they are. They're, they're now part of NSA. It's part of this. You can transfer your sky miles. But the thing about this, this gal is that she's very smart and she's, she is wise. And so a lot of people defer to her, uh, her take on whatever it is, because she has the, not only the authority of being a smart person. Is she a medical-ish person? No, she's not. She's a social worker. Oh, so God. the triage is not. Is that like um, an MSW? Uh, but some kind I, of like dealing with. So it could be that like could be. I mean, could it be something like a person who's been uh, a victim of domestic violence? A lot of that. A lot oh. of that. A lot of trauma, but not. It's Talk not about like people on their worst day. My God, it's not motorcycle crash trauma. It's like yeah. uh, it's a thousand other kinds of trauma. Oh, don't worry. I know. I know from trauma. Yeah, I know you do. I read a book about it. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, but the the problem is, you know, of course, that that is a that that is a skewed worldview, and <laughs> yet in the world that we're living in right now, where everybody is trauma forward, everybody's putting their trauma at the very beginning of the in- their introduction. It's like, hi, I'm so and so, and here's my trauma, and that's how I want to be addressed, and that's how I want to be thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, to be someone that is in social work in a trauma field puts her in a situation where kind of conversationally. Um, everybody goes around the table, Hey, how's your day? And then it, you know, and then she kind of has the the final word on it. <laughs> um, and knowing her for a long time and, and knowing that uh, when she and I talk like the, and this is the thing that gets me in trouble with the world is that I don't necessarily cede that authority to her, uh, to, to have a take on things derived from her experience as a, as a trauma counselor that becomes like, I, I won't let her do say things about all men or all of late stage capitalism or all that's, of, that's, that's implicitly a flex of saying, let me stop you there. Cause I do this all day and er- ergo this. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Not necessarily her, but that, that is a thing people do. And that's a thing we see, we see now everybody doing, right? They take whatever their experience is as an airbender or a waterbender or mm-hmm. a, or a firebender. Mm-hmm. And then they say, as a firebender, it's not just that everything is a hammer, Mm-mm. but you know, everything is flammable or everything is, uh, I, yeah. I don't know enough about airbenders to continue that analogy. Well, when your only just, tool is a hammer, everything looks like Uncle Iroh. Yeah, whenever, when mm-hmm. your only tool is an analogy of an airbender show that you've only watched a couple episodes of. You should try Cora. Cora's really good, everything too. Everything is an airbender, <laughs> which I'm not even sure what an airbender is. Oh, <laughs> they bend the air. Yes, they do. But um, Yeah, but what is air, man? But that becomes, you know, it becomes really tricky now, these days, to kind of assert anything without being able to refer to your priors mm. to give you authority, right? Like and like and, the way and, you would introduce in, in a courtroom setting, you would introduce an expert witness. And this is, <laughs> ironically enough, this is actually something I know about because this used to be my job, was to help help people who helped attorneys who were expert witnesses appear, prepare for cases. Oh, and like I one of the very I won't f- confront you or, or you, challenge you, you at you all. Certainly, because, well, you're very emotional and available. It sounds to me. Uh, no, no, but the but that idea of like for the very, or like for that matter, it could be like a cop. Anytime you've been on jury duty, you know how they bring somebody out and they like first they like they swear them in, they do their bona fides, and they'll, there's always this thing where they're like, you know, I've testified in one thousand cases and blah blah blah, and I've done this, and I have this many you know papers that I published and things like that, kind of like that, where like you begin before we even hear from this person. We need to establish their bona fides. And, 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 and uh, the flip side of that now is, of course, there's all these realms where we, where we automatically walk in saying, look, I'm not an expert here. I don't know anything about this. I can't speak to that because I'm not, an, uh, I'm not a person. I'm not a member of that group. I'm not a person that had that life experience. Uh, and so I'm absenting myself from having an opinion here. Yeah. Like you have to, you have to prov- like provide uh, a heartfelt recusal. Yeah, that's right. So you, so we're living in an era where you, uh, where your authority is something that you, that you can claim, right? Like none of us know because you see this all the time. People go like, well, do you know my life experience? Like, did you know that I grew up in, it's the Jesse Thorne thing. Like, no, no, no. I grew up in East Oakland. Like I can talk about hip hop. And you're like, mm, mm. Uh, 
um, everybody's trying to establish yeah, and like because because that doesn't match my model. Like, yeah, right. no, you can't be. Look at you. <clears throat> like you're 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 a guy who wants to be on public radio. You can't this, be from a city. <laughs> this weird thing about about having to establish your authority before you're able to talk, whereas really anybody can talk and have an opinion and an informed opinion. You could grow up in a library, only read books, never have seen daylight, and yet have a, like a really interesting perspective on a thousand things. And the flip side is you could live on the streets, you could be a, a, a person that's been around the world and know not a goddamn thing and have no useful opinions about anything. Like having opinions and having ideas about things, really, it's... It is related to lived experience, but it's not a one-to-one -one correlation. Lived experience does not commute immediately to wisdom, and uh, and lack of lived experience doesn't ne doesn't negate the possibility you might have an, uh, like true wisdom about a thing or about a lot of things. But but also that I mean, just from my point of view, like the 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 the, the thing that that kind of runs through all this, and I'm just repeating myself now. That whole like putting yourself at the center of it. And, um, you know, it almost sounds like some kind of like John Mulaney bit where you're like, okay, everybody, everybody, like, stop talking and let's do the thing I say that I'm good at. Like, I've decided <laughs> that we're, now we're all going to talk about this particular way, which uh, sounds silly, except that it's actually kind of what people do a lot of the time. And, and you know, one of my, I have so, I, oh God, I used to say this was my least favorite dependent clause, but I have so many now. But one of my least favorite dependent clauses is any sentence that begins well as a, Insert name of thing, you know. It's it's a, it's almost like a cliche, like a comedy cliche at this point. You know. You mean like as a chef? Yes. Or, or like, well, as somebody who grew cream sauce. as as someone who let me let me give you the full show. <clears throat> okay. Well, as someone who actually did grow up in Oakland, <laughs> let me just or like you know as somebody who strangled chickens for ten years or like whatever it is, <clears throat> and it's like, well, you know, we've it's part of that hegemony. Uh, that we each carry with us is that ability to make the thing all about the thing that we want it to be. And like, as, as I get older, I think the things that I think and some of the things that a lot of the things I say are actually becoming a lot less profound and maybe in some ways, depending on your point of view, maybe less useful. But a lot of times my observation about that was, well, wow, um, whatever you know and whatever you believe, you were kind of a dick about that just now mm. in a way that was not only unnecessary, but it seemed like you kind of do it a lot and really like being a dick about that. And like, I don't know fuck all about choking chickens in o o Oakland, but I do know that like, you're the sort of person who I would not want to be real close to. And I definitely wouldn't trust. Everybody's a fucking dick now. It's really, it's such a thing. Do you, do you think it's fear of vulnerability and looking weak? Uh, it, it might be emotional unavailable. Emotional uh, available. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I, you know, the thing about, uh, the, and I don't, and I'm not trying to throw Jesse under the bus, although he belongs under Just a th bus. Throw him under the bar. But, but um, ha his opinions about hip hop are ha really can stand on their own. He's got good opinions about hip hop. He doesn't need to have been from Oakland. It does not, being from Oakland does not bear, really. Uh, it is a false bona fides. And, it's because of a feeling of insecurity that I'm a white guy and I'm on NPR. And so I can't talk about this because I, because I don't have authoritor, authoritorial 
Is that even a thing? Authoritarian. Authoritarian. Authoritarian available. Yeah, authoritarian available. Uh, but in fact, you do, right? And I mean, we, we grew up in an era where the generalist was still admired. Because the implication in all of that is, yeah, but you're not black, so you can't yeah. know much about that's right. So, so you grew up in the, it's so, so weird. So what you heard it, you heard it on the BART and that's, that gives you authority. You heard it coming oh, from it's the your, streets. Like it's your like private school, like it's but, your Waldorf school over like wooden speakers. One wonderful thing about you, Merlin, is that yes. you are a polymath. And I say it to people all the time. Merlin's a polymath. He's a he's a, an autodidact. Please don't he's talk a, about me to other people. He's a self-educated he's genius. He's got a big-ass tea. He's, he, he drinks other people's samples. Um, and, uh, and, and that's what I always aspired to do too. I mean, the thing about Royal Tenenbaum is mm. he's been around the world. He's a lawyer. He's, ah, a lawyer. he's a lawyer, right? But he's a bad lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's been, he was stabbed by his, uh, by his house Martin. Um, all I ever wanted to be was somebody that had been everywhere and seen everything and done everything and not been really good at, or been an expert at any of those things. Uh, and I think I'm on that path. I think I ha- am not good at any particular thing. You're halfway there. And I'm on my way. I've been halfway around the world. Mm-hmm. But we're living you've in been, an era. You've been undressed by kings. Yes. And you've seen some things yes, that a woman just ain't supposed to see. I have for sure. You've, you've been have. to paradise, but you've never been to John. <laughs> I'm trying to get to John. That's what this is all trying about. To get- Right you know time. what? That's what this that's what this journal of mental hygiene is all about. Hmm. Just trying to get I'm trying to get to John, you're trying yeah. to get to Merlin. Yeah, I don't but, know. But so I so I am I do not like to be in conversations where it's a pissing match of who's been who has the authority to speak. <laughs> yeah. Like that is a that's a shit way to construct a world. And it's a really shit way to construct a conversation. And what is the world if not converse, if not a conversation, right? That's and and being on Twitter now is is so awful because it's people with like I mean, following the war in Ukraine, you look at you look at four star generals. Can you believe he would go over there on President's Day? The insult. Can you believe the insult to American <laughs> history that on a make on a make believe on a make believe. How do you even describe it? On a make-believe clusterfuck rat king of a fucking holiday that's yeah. never been very meaningful. Half the, birthday of two presidents that never. Since I was knew a child, other. John, it's the it's not, it's up with Arbor Day for the yeah. like the least meaningful holiday. It's a it's a day off. It's a holiday free era uh, uh, time in the you know like February. In the calendar. Yeah, yeah, until Easter. You, yeah, you just kind of want a little thing here. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Ukraine. Well, only to say. Right, I don't have any authority, and yet, uh, authority. That, yeah, you cannot silence me. The end. Mic okay. drop. Um, but as a consumer of that information, or as somebody who has a thought or a reckon about like what's what's happening That's and what thing. will happen. Yeah. That's the thing. A thought or a reckon about what will happen. I will not challenge a four-star general about tank tactics uh because i am a full-grown person and know better than to than to walk into a warehouse and go up to the logistics manager and tell him he's doing it wrong uh having only been there for five minutes 
Right. But, but I, also just the fact that no, the fact that you like you're like a sixty year old man dressed like a Morton Joe. Like you're a sixty year old man and you're still like your whole place is like you've I understand it's all about honor and your buddies dying face down in the mud and all that kind of stuff and honor and honor and all those things. But like Jesus honor fucking and honor. It's so it's so sweaty. There's just like there's just so like can't you just go and do a good job without without constantly going to some kind of fucking Keith Oberman mode about service, sir? And like, uh, like, and you know, like, and you, you haven't figured out how to silence your cell phone for a for a TV interview. I mean, I, I like the thing is, we're all good at some things, and we're a lot of us are bad at lots of things. But like, does everybody else? Is it a zero sum game? Does everybody else have to be not the general for you to be the general? Do you do you feel like you're doing a good job at your job? Uh, yeah, I think I do a pretty good job. I, I mean, just to to. to problematize it or complicate it a little bit i think i try pretty hard at my job given how quote-unquote easy it is but i think i do i think i do a, a pretty good job at the but, but the thing is my job has jobs so like there's go the, on po- well i mean a podcast is um uh, uh, okay john are you all right you seem to be blowing on your camera what are you doing people you can't see this but i wish i could get a really good big shot of this oh, oh dear <laughs> oh my god it's like it's like i told somebody i wanted the, a dog and they gave me a very ill terrier uh yeah i think i'm pretty i'm thinking pretty good at it it's not at the jobs that are your job or at the job that is your jobs well i mean i'm i don't know i, I i'm trying to give you an interesting answer that's not overly long and complicated but like i i've said this recently to my friend alex and i don't want to talk about this too much because who fucking cares but like I realized or accepted that uh, the way that I think of what I do is that I'm a writer. That, that okay, now well, we're getting somewhere. I well, like this. Well, even though I'm a, I mostly do podcasts and stuff, it's like there's I'm not gonna say even that it's just my mind or my approach, but like it's 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 at the center of everything that I do, even or especially if you don't notice it. Like especially if you don't notice it, you'll never realize that my job is to be a writer. <laughs> Sometimes that's deciding what the title for this show will be or what the problem should be. And then the decision of like, what's the alt text? Uh, just on, just just for one episode of the show. What what's the alt text on this photo? What photo do I steal from somebody? What's the problem? What's the thing? What's all all those different things? And like each one of those decisions is considered. Like there's nothing in there, unless it, unless I've made an error. There's ne- none of those is just something that just happened or it was just fast and easy when I write the show notes for something. Like all those kinds of things. And so although you can tell that I'm still um, kind of self conscious about self-conscious about having any kind of job that's not working in a coal mine because that's going down 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 mm-hmm. but the uh i think i'm okay good at it i think i'm i think the things that i produce are pretty good if for no other reason than oh that's the thing i wanted to make you know this show it's okay if you don't like this show but this show turns out pretty much exactly how i wanted it to turn out <laughs> and i consider that a success um and so like as i like unsubscribe from more and more and more podcasts where it's no longer, you can no longer even hide how uninterested anybody involved in the project is. Oh. Like, um, yeah, like, like a lot of stuff that I used to be really super into. There's all kinds of ways I won't go into it, but like, I think I'm okay good at my job. I think, um, one note I could take from you that I probably won't, but I could is to be a little bit more ambitious, not just in terms of future proofing, but I probably could, as they like to say, challenge myself more. But I also don't, I care about quality of life and I care about time with my family. And so I'm pretty picky 
about what I'll just try for the hell of it, especially if it's time consuming. And so, yeah, I think I'm pretty good. What about you? Well, you know, I, get, I, I got a feeling I know how you're going to answer. I wouldn't claim to be a writer because think of all the writers who are listening to the show who are like, you know, I went to 17,000 years of school and I wrote 1 million, billion, trillion you're talking pages. About, John, are you talking about real writers? Like people who went to the program at Iowa? That's right. Real, real writers? writers who Trained have a right writers? To speak, who have a right to speak about writing that you and I have not earned. Thank you. We have not earned the right. Uh, but I watched, I, I watched my buddies. Die face down in the mud in Ames, Iowa, trying to defend their thesis. That's right. I went to seven community colleges, sir. Sir. And I wrote in every one of them. Uh, I have fulfilled I, all the core requirements in seven, seven distinct two-year programs. <laughs> I have a friend that was scared to go to college, and so she went to community college, and she stayed at her local community college Coincidentally, in Oakland, Hayward, mm -hmm. she went to that community college for like eight years. Eight years. So and speaking, has of, like, speaking of Wes Anderson. Has nine uh, associate's degrees because she was too scared to leave Hayward. Captain of the it. Yankee Racers, the Rushmore <laughs> Beekeeper Society. <laughs> She's a legacy. And, and you know, He's she looks one of back the worst students like, we've got. She's like, I don't, I don't regret any of it. And I'm like, I don't know. You know, you could have just gone I, to like. I, got, I, 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 I see something in that. For some reason now, of course, I'm obviously, I'm going to think of a million different things like Arrested Development, like where Buster has learned, had took like $100,000 worth of cartography uh, classes, but doesn't know that the blue part is the water. Like, there's all those kinds of things, or, uh, or like Connor on Succession, you know? Like, God, what a wonderful role. What a wonderful Alan Ruck is so great in that role as this guy who just does not realize he's just not as smart as he thinks. He's had so many classes and he does, he's totally unaware of the, the basically life of, he's had a life, maybe not a life of leisure, although he has. I would call it a life. He's had a life of options and didn't realize it, realize it. Like, he doesn't even realize that all the options that he was able to pursue came out. But like, I think there is like, I'm old school. I'm, if I were on the wall, I would be Sam. Cause like, mm. I don't know how to fight and I like more girls more than I want to admit. Mm. And I like to read. Mm. And do you know the character I'm talking about on, on game of Thrones? There's a kid. So like, it's, he's the guy who, uh, he's a Jon Snow's friend on the wall. And he oh, becomes, sure. He becomes a maester. Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> Something like that. He's the one that discovers, spoiler alerts, that Jon Snow is not actually Rob, or is not actually a Stark. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he discovers that only in the very end. He yeah, but he, even he's still it. the king in the north, and uh, yeah, Ned Stark's blood runs in his veins. The derp derp derp. You refuse the call. Sherp derp derp. Sherp Yeah, but like that, like, uh, you know what? Um, I almost went to electronics school. I had the parking sticker. I was enrolled to go to the school near the, I've told the story before, but I was enrolled in 1985, early 86. I was enrolled to start school at the United Electronics Institute. Out by to the learn, to, learn to solder? I mean, like what, what Partly, what yeah. Learn there? My friend Darren went there and like became very successful in NCR. A lot of air conditioning, like air conditioning, more like cash registers, small business yeah, yeah. machines. That's sure, what sure. I was going to do before the new college thing happened. And and then instead, I, went, I got to go to new college, I think probably because I knew somebody. But like the point is, though, like I, I could have taken more practical things, but I didn't want to. In retrospect, I now realize that 
You know, like they say, like, especially with pregnant ladies, like you're hungry for certain foods and you don't know why. I don't know if that's true, but like your body may crave iron. Like I, I think what I, I mean, I, I didn't even know what I was in for, but in retrospect, what I can say, I did not know how hungry I was to learn how to learn. And mm-hmm. it's one thing to go and, and be, think about this. And if that doesn't make sense, think about the people you knew in college in your program at UW versus the try hard, sweaty, straight A, like all my friends who were girls basically in 11th grade, everybody who was in the top 10 of students every year, like if they didn't get a straight A, they fell apart, they studied hard for every test. They end up going to a school like New College and they're there for a month because there's like, wait a minute, how would other people know that I'm great at this? And what is the structure for, what is the clear structure for me becoming great at this? Those folks will find a path in life, but there are people like me who are like, oh, yeah, but like, maybe what I need is to have something that's really as ultimately not that significant as metaphysics or phenomenology. Maybe that's something I need to look at for a while to learn about how to learn, to learn how to use a library. This all sounds silly and I'm not trying to sandbag. I'm saying like, that's such a valuable thing. And to this day, I still carry that with me. That And so, like, I guess the pivot I'm making so poorly is maybe Buster doesn't know how to find water on a map. And maybe Connor is never going to be president. He keeps got the wrong kind of sand for Willis play. And that gave Greg mites. But I do think there's something so valuable if, if you're fortunate enough to end up getting a chance to be away from all of the rough and tumble of young adulthood to be able to focus on, on, on learning something. And for some people, that honestly is the army. There are people that like, God the, bless it them. fucking straightens them out in a way. There are people, I bet there are people who are like, I don't say Navy SEALs because I think we're, they're sort of canceled, but people who are badasses, like who are yeah. in, in like some kind of like, just even, a, not even, but a Marine. Being a Marine Recon. is not easy. No. And it's like, but there are people, I'll bet you some of the folks who came into that program were really kind of a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. And then got real straightened out by having a structure. It's just that we all, we do need different things, but like, I'm not, a, I'm not against 14 years of associate degrees, especially if you get to keep reading books and it meets your schedule and the people in your life don't mind. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I remember one of the wonderful things about the comparative history of ideas, which, as you know, is, was my UW program, was there was is very- it pronounced Chud? Ch- chid. And, and that was always a, a, a bone of contention for me because it, w- it shouldn't have been chid, comparative history of ideas. It should have been choi, uh, but they called uh. it chid. Also, is it the histories that are being compared or the ideas? Uh, the histories of ideas are what's being compared. Okay. Okay. But I remember standing in, in, in the back of a big lecture hall. And uh, standing with Jim Klaus, who was running the program, and he was watching a, a big room full of you know students. And this was a lecture hall. This was a, a class they, that everybody had to take in order to be in the program. And he said, you know, it, it's a cliche to say it, but but really, we we measure our success here in how much the people that come out of the program understand how little they know. <laughs> and the if you if you which if which you, is which is so fucking smart and it's not just clever that's actually that is a basically one of the few very good things Plato or Socrates ever said and he it really, really is true that you you cannot until you're a little bit more rasa of a tabula you, there's not going to be any room to mark down the good new information and he was saying it as an actual like uh, like a practical teaching philosophy right like it, he that's it a good way to build a scientist I'll tell you that. Right. 
he wanted every one of these students to, to at the end of every class, have more questions than they had answers. But will this, I, will this be on the test? What I realized in going through that program and in thinking about that moment with him over the years is that that is incredibly hard, not just incredibly hard for each individual student. And a lot of people bounce out because that's not what they're looking for. Like you say, they're looking for a good grade or they're looking for the smartest class to take. And what they are not prepared to do is no less when they leave than when they came in. Right. You know, that's a kind of gamification of your life. Like I'm, I'm excited about because if you come out of college feeling that way, you're going to feel like that the rest of your life. Um, but that's, but that requires that you be a certain kind of, of kid going into the Marines. That's like a special kind of teacher too, though, because there you go. So that's exactly what I'm talking about. You would have to have such a tolerance for like, you have to be the opposite of sweaty. You have to be very dry because like to be the kind of teacher who could say like, I'm going to teach you how to ask better questions than I'm asking right now. And I'll only know I succeeded if you start asking better questions than I do. And, but, well, but, and when but you, you're not gonna when walk you ask out. questions, I'm not going to give you answers is the hardest part of being a teacher in that program. Even though that would be the way to show you're smart. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. I am not going to give you the answer, not only not the answer that you think or that you expect or right. that you already are, are, you already are having and you hope to have confirmed, but I'm not going to give you really any answer. Uh, it's incredibly hard, and and the and the results are really personal between any teacher and student, right? Because a lot of that has to do with trust. Like you, one student will walk up to Jim Klaus and have a question, and Jim Klaus will say, "I'm not going to give you the answer," and that student walks away with a lifetime love of learning. Next student walks up, asks, says, "What's the question?" Jim Klaus says, "I'm not going to give you the answer." And, and that writes, a, ter- walks writes away. a terrible review of him. Yeah, and says like this class is bullshit, and mm-hmm. they're just you know they're just fucking with me. The teacher's a fraud, but it makes me think about the we we've I've I've gone on and on about what I think is the cult of college education in this country, and I think there are a lot of people that should have gone to electronic school that instead have master's degrees now in a thing that they never understood. Um, but we're living in a country where coming out of a situation and saying I don't know the answer, I don't have a hot take. I don't have the answer. I don't even know. I, I, I know less about what the question is now than I did before I walked in here. <laughs> that is really out of fashion in our world right now. Nobody. It was acceptable in the 80s. It was. In, again, to just name check a bunch of bullshit that I barely remember, post-structuralist philosophy, Derrida, like certainly all, all post-postmodernism, it was considered to be like kind of like a... Uh, I don't know, almost a blood sport to be able to get weirder about the levels at which you were delving into something. And it was, I don't know, it seemed as kind of a, like a joke. It was almost like binge drinking. You're not supposed to do that anymore after college. But outside of that, at least in my experience, my lived experience, I did not see that much stuff where ambiguity, where like we start with the ambiguity and instead of trying to get the answer by the time the clock rings in 45 minutes, what if we use that to try and discover what it tells us about different larger and more significant ambiguities like how what if we just tried to keep coming up with more questions we don't know the answer to and it's like well how many credit hours are you getting for that like aren't you supposed to have your mind filled with knowledge by some john hausman character right and then be able to weaponize that knowledge as you go through life to shut other people up and well actually to- speaking <laughs> <laughs> Um <clears throat>